You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Welcome to discourse number 11 with Sajad Ayyub and Sheikh Ibrahim Skaytuna. On this discourse we're discussing shifting perception, shifting the world view. All you need is love. That's the song title, right? We say that the first principle of all existence is a principle of attraction, of love. So there's a motive of fear and the motive of love. Both can move from one that repulses and the other attracts. But are they not are they not equal? Right? They're not actually. So <clears throat> years ago I met a, a very wise man who is long dead now. His name was Martin Fashfeld. He was professor of uh, philosophy at the University of Cape Town in uh, I think in the in the 80s no in the 70s actually. And I learned a couple of really interesting things from this man which have really kind of been quite formative. And the the he, one of his key ideas was the centrality of generosity as a an attribute of existence. He says all life, all being, not just life, all being is generous. Generosity is an, uh, and and what what how he he um, accounted for this is he said the 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 principle of all evil when it is depicted in art in all the art of the world is depicted as a as a gaping maw a gaping mouth and therefore what he suggested is what the principle of the evil does is it, it it basically says to other come here and be me i want to consume you i literally want to consume you you are a resource to my satisfaction i'm going to use you to my ends as one way of being in the world now it stands to reason that if what you're dealing with is treated as a resource and the nature of anything that you use as a resource is that it gets consumed which basically means to say when you have this approach to life when you treat the world as something you're trying to use to your ends you will destroy it because that's the nature of resources they get consumed and that's why this gaping more image is such a powerful one and such a um uh descriptive one um he contrasted the spirit of evil and this the with what he described as the spirit of of the divine the spirit of allah and he said um you know he said uh, at the beginning of all created time allah said to creatures go out and be yourselves go out and become yourselves in other words don't not come here and be me go out and be you so there's a there's an affirmation there's a blessing there's an allowance there's a granting which is part of the divine order of things which you cannot read into this this uh, the, the this this first motive 
You can call the first motive a motive of fear, because why do you consume? Because you, you, you cannot forbear other than you. You cannot forbear other than you because you're frightened of it. You're terrified of it. Um, the, you know, Allah describes his, the, 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 the core motive behind existence. He said to all of us, go out and be all seated. You know, he loved to be known. He, he, so he, it is an, a spirit of love, a spirit of affirmation, which is the groundwork of existence. And Fastrock this, uh, explained this. He said that an attribute of being is to be generous. Uh, you know, <clears throat> things are because they're generous. Uh, thing, things radiate their natures. If they don't radiate their natures, they become a black hole. So, I mean, if the, the reason why I can see an object is because there's light that leaves that object, transcends the, the interspace between my eye and the object and enters into me. This thing gives and radiates its nature. This attribute of radiation, of, of granting, of giving yourself, of this is, this is to be. When it does the opposite, when it becomes that which doesn't radiate and grant, and, and uh, when it becomes that which sucks in and takes, it starts to disappear. It destroys both the world that it's in and itself. So you can, these two ways of being aren't the same at all. The way of being of love and the way of being of fear are, are irreconcilable. I mean, the, the, because the one grants existence its being and the other one consumes existence. You know, the one is destructive and the other one is affirming. Now, what's very interesting is that if you use this distinction between go out and be yourself and come here and be me, we suddenly have a horrifying insight that many of the things that we actually propagate and pursue are fundamentally diabolical in character. You know? Um, like we spoke about it before, you know, uh, 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 I want to be an artist, daddy, but no, no, you can't. You have to be an engineer because, you know, um, that's what will bring honor to our family. In other words, I view you, my son, and your life, my son, as a resource to the aggrandizement of me and the family. You know, I don't realize that we are there for you. I think you are there for us. You know, um, uh, uh, I, I, so, so, so if you understand evil from this point of view, then, then evil is, is actually ubiquitous. And you find evil among the most sort of, uh, sort of well-behaved families. Because there isn't this ability to, to, to allow the other to be, to grant, to bless to 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 uh, to act consistently with the first command that he gave to all existence and that is go out and be yourself you know you know i wish to be known i wish to be known no, not uh, but, you know um uh, so so how, how is this this wishing to be known uh, different from the, the angels for instance how's ours because we, 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 we have to have our independent stance. We have to have volition. Otherwise, we cannot choose to, to, to affirm him. So, so, so uh, um, we've got to be very careful 
with how much we dominate. And we've got to be very careful with understanding the dean as a tool of domination and using the dean as a tool of domination because you see that so often today. You know, that um, there isn't this magnanimity of spirit. It, it really is about come here and be me uh, rather than go out and be yourself. So, um, if you say all you need is love, I mean, this is, there's, um, I mean, you quoted the, the, it's a Beatles song, right? Not so? Yes, it is, yeah. No. Um, one must be very careful, however, not to uh, uh, reduce what I'm saying to um, uh, sort of an easy meme or a little bit of sloganeering. Because mm. that really does violence to the reality that we're dealing with here, you know. Um, uh, this isn't just about skipping in the hay with flowers in our hair. Um, it would be nice, but it isn't. Um, the, you know, this, uh, if we say in fact, it isn't all you need is love. All there is is love. That's what one should say. That at the end of all of this, the boss, the one who's in charge of this entire affair, did this because he loved to be known. He granted us our existence. There's a, there's a, there's a fundamental rule of affirmation and not negation that sits behind all existence. You know, which also means to say that in the fullness of time, all, all accounts will, will be settled well. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, that, that, you know, things will come to a good end. All things will come to a good end because he will make, he, he will make it such, you know, he, there will be an end to things. And when things end properly, they do end well. I mean, only when so for instance, let's say you have a dispute with somebody and um, there wasn't a resolution at the end of the dispute, then it's not ended. By definition, the dispute is still carrying on. So when is the dispute ended? Well, actually when it's resolved. So if we say that there's an end to time, it means that all matters will be resolved. It will end up not with a great kind of uh, uh, curse of him of his own creation. It'll be an affirmation of it. You know, it'll be, you know, it, all there is is love, and this then gives us one the gives one the, the 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 capacity to be really forbearing, and uh, you know, because uh, um, uh, because you see, it, it doesn't mean to say that you negate the dispute that you have the, you have a, a view that. At the end of the day, the destructive agenda will come to naught. The, it, it will come to, it'll play itself out. You know, we had an experience like that in the Zawiya very recently. With my early sort of Muslim, my, my early adulthood, my early Muslim life, I was involved with quite questionable activities with some quite questionable people. And we all did it because we thought this was a, this was being good believers, you know. And in the process of that, there were a number of very serious disputes that happened that carried on for decades and that were actually life-threatening. I mean, some people were killed in the process of these disputes. And I was personally under threat. 
This has all been resolved very recently. And it demonstrates this principle that in the fullness of time, the issues will get resolved. You know, the, the, the negation will lose. The forces of darkness will lose because that's the nature. They, they are on the losing end of this fight between the forces of affirmation, the forces of negation. So when I indicated that one must be careful that you don't um, sort of uh, trivialize this idea of love. I mean, you, you know, it, this, is, uh, this is not how I would experience the, the sort of the lyric of the Beatles song, because that, that's a little bit sort of like, you know, we, we just need to feel a couple of good feelings and, and then, you know, everything will be all right. I mean, so for me, love is, is a very difficult word, actually, because um, sometimes I think it's useful to distinguish between love as a verb and love as a noun. And, and, and I think initially it's more useful to look at love as a noun. Uh, because love is something you do. It's not a feeling you have. You know, love is in every transaction, I grant significance to the other. In every transaction, I understand that the self is there to serve the other and not the other way around. Every time I engage other than myself, I'm the one with the status of the one who's there to serve, to enable, to bless, to grant, to, to further, to affirm. That is the role of being me. That is why I'm alive. That's what love means. It's stuff I do, and it's very onerous. It's very inconvenient and very often unbelievably irritating. You know, not good feeling. Very often you, need, you know what's the right thing to do. You do it, but you do it kind of swallowing back the bile. And because otherwise it, it wouldn't be struggle. I mean, it is struggle. What happens over a period of time, though, when you act consistently with this, is that you start to experience love as a noun. In other words, you experience this. And, and what is love as a noun? It's not something that you do being at service of. You experience a continuity between other and self. The otherness of the other is not threatening. You find yourself in the other. And, you know, I really had this experience with some of these people last night that I had a disputatious relationship with over decades. That I, I said, we've all suffered. They've suffered. I've suffered. When I looked into their eyes, I found the same suffering being on the other side of this dispute. So I found me. You know, I, it is like we're divided by this gulf of decades and ill feeling. And actually, on the other side, there's me. I experienced myself there. And we had to go through the decades of ill feeling and suffering in order to make that discovery. You know, so, so there is a point where if you're diligent and you pursue the path, you start having experiences where even that which you experience as being fundamentally hostile to you, you experience as actually being affirming of you and being there for you and not hostile to you. That experience we call love is the noun love. It's the experience of love. It's finding myself in the other. It is experiencing firsthand 
that over and above the apparent things that make us different, there's actually a continuity. There's a oneness. You know, it is like like I have a living embrace with this person. It's like the bodies are like we beings are connected. You know, it's like the Rasul Sallallahu described the the status of the of the the Muslims. He said, you know, if a, if a, if a Bedouin in the desert steps on a thorn, his brother in Medina feels it. You know, that you are, we are connected. I'm your, I experience you. We are one, like we are connected in ways that, that are, 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 are immediate and experienceable. Um, that then is experiencing love, but it is, it is the product of love as verb, is the experience of love as noun. And that that then for me is kind of makes sense for, well it's another interpretation of inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun because we came from a deep connectedness with all things that you can only describe as a visceral experience of love you know i mean the the, the embryo floating in amniotic fluid there's no difference between me and mother we are one thing it's like one living life and then over a period of time, I individuate, I get pulled out, and I become apart, separate, you know. Um, and, and I struggle with that separation. And I, I have to act contrary to what I feel like in that separation. I've got to actually act as if my interests and that interest, me and that, are not separate. We're the same. So I don't act in my own interests. I act in the interest of the other. Whenever I act in the interest of the other, what I'm saying to the others, my interests and your interests are the same. When I act in my own interest, contrary to your interests, I'm saying your, your interests and my interests are divergent. They're opposite. But when in every transaction, I act on the basis of your interest, then what I'm saying to myself by doing that is I'm saying actually my highest interests lie in so acting in your best interest. I affirm that we are on separate beings. We are connected beings. And I discover that not by allowing you, by trying consuming you into me, but by allowing you to be and serving you, enabling you. And then that when I did the, the, the reward of that, in a sense, on the other side of that experience, is that I then start having this real experience, surprising experiences of affirmation, of things coming right, of discovering that despite the fact that we looked so alien and separate from each other, actually we were the same. And those experiences, I really think, is why Allah created existence. Because he, who the, he loved to be known. Who is he? The connector of the one. In other words, the, the connected. The, you know. So when you find yourself in another, you're experiencing the experience that he created existence for. for that, that's why. Because he, he created for that. For that experience. Alhamdulillah. That kind of answers question three which was ex please explain the distinction between affirming and wishing to be affirmed mm. to create two different worlds which mm. you kind of answered number three as well that's right uh, yeah yeah that is that yeah that's right it's go, go there and be, go out and be yourself or come here and be me mm. I mean, some of the, some of the things that you've just said there are so deep and meaningful on, on, on every level. I mean, with what's been going on around the world at the moment, 
and people mm -hmm. losing their parents. And I myself have lost my mother. I know other friends have lost their mothers recently as well. And just that when you were explaining the amniotic fluid, the, the separation of mother and self, and now we have to find ourselves and become that, but we're joining back with those that created us and then the creator of all things. Um, and all there is, is love. Yes, yes. You know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of literature that's becoming available now, near-death experience. And, um, uh, and, and but the reason for this is that um, there's um, the, 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 the science of revival has now improved so much that they're actually pulling a lot of people back from the brink of death. You know, so, so this is now this is now producing a body of evidence that the materialists can no longer ignore uh, because it's 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 vast. I mean, there's there's thousands of these near death experience accounts, and they all are very similar. And so, so, and also, what's very interesting about these is most people who have near death experiences, they go, they might go into it an unbeliever, literally an atheist, and they come back a, a believer. But by far the vast majority of these experiences say exactly this, all there is is love. When you come back from that realm, death no longer has any threat for you. Your experience that you've been bathed in this light of affirmation and, and, and quintessential love for you, not an abstract thing, you know, it's like all there is love. All there is is love for you as an individual. You, you are like the point of it all. I mean, it's the, you know, that's, uh, the, the, these experiences are becoming, you know, reasonably uh, ubiquitous now and, and very commented on. On occasion, you get somebody who doesn't have that experience. They have like a nightmarish or, or hellish experience, but it's absolutely the minority of, of cases, you know? So, so this is this is how can I put these matters on matters of belief? They matters increasingly of fact. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not. I, I don't affirm this because my my you know my ancestors told me on the authority of some text in Arabic that this is so. This is so on the basis of first-hand experience, and I really do think that's what we as Muslims should be pursuing now. You know, we should. I mean, otherwise we're doing to the dean exactly what, you know, so, so, so is your dean a means to enable you to go out and be yourself? Or does your dean turn you into a foot soldier to help this thing survive from generation to generation? Is that your only role? Is that your only role to basically learn enough of this thing so that you can make sure it survives to the next generation. Are you the foot soldier of this thing? Are you the resource for Islam? Or in fact, is Islam there for you? And I think as Muslims, it would be very useful for us to revisit that idea. You know, I'm not the beast of burden to carry Islam from one generation to the next. I'm not there for Islam. Islam is there for me. Once I discover that, that is that, that on that musala is a thing that's something deeply enabling for me, 
my whole experience of this changes. And for those uh, audiences that we have that are non-Muslim, that are mm. that are listening in or watching in for the first time and discovering what Islam is, what would you say? We've got about a couple of minutes. So I know what I'm about to say is probably going to be experienced as heresy by many people. And I really wish not to offend anybody. And um, and and I, I I ask forgiveness if what I'm about to say does cause offense. But I think there's two ways that you can use your dean. You can either use your dean as an expression of identity, or you can use your dean as a technology of transformation. These are opposite. When you use your dean as an expression of identity, you're indicating that this is what makes you separate from and different from everybody and everything else. You make it a tool whereby you affirm your own significance and negate the significance of others, whether they're kufar or whatever. That's, there's another way that you can use exactly the same deen, and that is not a, 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 a way of entrenching who you think you are, but a way of escaping who you think you are a way of transcending your identity. But then you're looking at your dean, not as an identity, but you're looking at it as a technology of transformation. So that's what I suggest people should do. They should regard their dean as a technology of transformation rather than as a source of identity. Thank you so much for that. That was liberating. Thank you. Thank you. Listeners, you are listening to Millennium Discourses. We will be back tomorrow with another topic. We would like to thank Etzko Skatema. Till tomorrow, Allah Hafiz. Namaste.